Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to talk about the end of the Blackhawks season that I think everybody's happy has come to an end. And we're going to talk about the uh, the playoffs that start tonight. So first off, the Blackhawks have made their first move and that is they have released uh, their two assistant coaches. Um, you know, Mark Crawford being one of them, I think that he helped Derek King a lot in this um, getting this team to be uh, somewhat competitive uh, considering he has been here the longest but you know they let him go and you know is that kind of a surprise you know because I know that they're looking to do a new thing here and I'm wondering if you know maybe they're like hey look we're just looking to start start over start something new and uh, we're going to let you go thank you for your service type of a thing or do they do you think that they're disappointed with his um, kind of what he's done with the team no, I, the first one. I think uh, we're we're gonna try something new here. Kyle Davison has a plan, and you're not in it, type of thing. Uh, I, I know a lot of people that actually thought that he would be the next guy in line, but I think his troubled past uh, probably prevented that from happening. But I, I'm glad he's gone. I mean, uh, he's kind of an old dog, like we always talk about. Yeah, that's been around, jumping from team to team. It's Time to get some new faces. Yeah, I, I I could see him, you know, you know, possibly have been taking over the team, but uh, it's just kind of, um, you know, he has a lot of experience, you know, and I w- it would have been interesting to see if if him and King put their minds together, what they could have done, you know, if they if they you know put something together from scratch, which is what they didn't have the opportunity to do. Anyways, so moving on, Derek King has his exit interview coming up. Uh, I think it's going to be possibly this week or the beginning of next week. And because they have a lot of, you know, that's a lot of work, man, meetings all day with the players and trying to figure out what you're, what you're going to be doing for next season. So his meetings coming up, which we're going to find out whether they're going to keep him or if they're looking to move on from him a lot. I think it's kind of torn. You know, some people want him to have a full chance and other people are looking for him to go and they want the team to have a, a fresh start. So at least where I stand is, um, you know, I, I kind of see it both ways, to be honest with you. I'm not going to be, um, what's the, uh, my wife, or word my wife said the other day, hoity-toity about it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I think is a really uh, hilarious statement. Anyways, um, you know, with keeping him, you know, he didn't get an opportunity to to really do his own thing, start his own system because we, he was using Kaladin's thing. And it would have been cool to see, you know, what, what does, uh, what are his opinions? You know, what can he really do? And then on the other hand, it's like, you know, it's a new team. Um, you know, they want to keep the, the old stars there and, and let them lead these new kids and a new team to, you know, to something new and to, and to be competitive again. And I could see that. I think, you know, I don't think that he was given a fair shake and it's not Kyle Davidson's fault because Kyle Davidson didn't make that decision. Uh, Stan Bowman did. And I think it's maybe time to say, Hey Derek, look, this is what we're looking to do. Uh, We're going to interview for the head coaching position. And then we're going to figure out if we want to keep you on as an assistant. If you want to stay, you can, if you don't want to stay, then we understand, but we're looking to head into a new direction and you could possibly be a part of it by adding the experience that you had from this past year and gain more NHL experience, um, you know, for your endeavors down the road. What do you think of that, Matt? Yeah, he definitely didn't get a fair shake, but I think what he got out of this was, Hey, I, got a chance being an NHL coach. Maybe somebody will pick me up next year for an assistant coach, or maybe I'll even get re-up with the Hawks. So that's that's what he's probably going for. 
I personally am hoping for a Rick Tockett signing because I think right. he could bring out the best in some of these young players. I know he he has he had a pretty decent run with uh, the the Coyotes, and we know they're they've been pretty bad for a, a while. And when he came in, they actually were they were competing. And uh, I I think I'm I'm hoping for that. Uh, good luck to Derek King. I, I mean, if they do re up him. You know, I, it's not going to hurt, I guess, but I, I'm looking for a fresh start, too. And I think uh, Tock's got a lot of personality. We've seen him on TNT. And just as his player, his playing days, too, he was a character guy. He would fight you, score, just a gritty, he, like a Philadelphia Flyer, you know, like that mean Broad Street bully type of guy. And I, I think he would be a great fit here. It's funny, you know, you mentioned him. I think of Rod Brindamore when I think of Rick Tockett, like a Rod Brindamore type of like yeah. um, like, yeah. like personality in the locker room. You know, I, I think of Rick Tockett and I think that he could be, a, I think he'd be a good fit, especially trying to build this team up from something, from nothing to, you know, to a, to a, a competitor again. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Very likable guy too. From He's like the Charles Barkley and uh, the TNT panel. <laughs> you know, he's sitting on that one end, he's bald and he's got some funny old man jokes and then they got like the younger guys up there. But I, I, re- I really like him, man. I really do. Yeah, I do too. So Matt, who is your MVP of the team this year? My MVP has to go to Kaner. He, uh, 26 goals, 66 assists, 92 points. He, I believe he's 33 years old and he's still an elite player. Uh, his my, he's got a minus 19. Look at the team around him. It's not great, but I mean, he's still putting up amazing numbers and quite honestly, yes, the scored 42 goals, but without Patrick Kane, I think he's just an average 20 goal scorer. So yeah. This guy is the MVP, the ultimate leader of this year. I know Taser is the captain. He always will be. But I think Kaner has captain-like qualities just like Taves. He's showing his, you know, leading by example on the ice. Maybe he's not as vocal in the locker room, but he definitely had a great season this this year. And hopefully he can keep it going next year. And I hope he's a Blackhawk for life. Yeah, you know, you kind of took <laughs> took some of the wind out of my sails, but uh, I agree with you, Kaner. I would definitely give him my MVP vote because um, a full 82-game season, uh, he's scoring 93 points on one of the worst teams in the league. Could you imagine if he was playing on a team like, you know, like the Lightning? The Rangers. If, yeah. If he was on the yeah. Lightning, he'd probably have 140 points, you know? And um, so uh, I'm going to give it to Kaner. He showed up to the rink every single day. He was a leader for these young players on the team, watching him uh, do his business, uh, you know, every single day. And uh, I, I got to hand it to the guy, man, he, he, especially somebody of his caliber, his star caliber. He easily could have, you know, phoned it in, but he was competing every single game. Uh, he, you know, Hawks weren't out of it. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't see him taking any time off. And uh, I really just got to tip my hat to the guy. Uh, and, you know, in, in saying, you know, you mentioned Taser, you know, I think Taves can only do what, you know, kind of what he's, um, what he can. And uh, he showed up every, every game that he could, you know, he had that concussion in the middle of the season, but he came right back, man. And he was hitting people and he was, um, and he was, uh, you know, mixing it up a little bit too, which we obviously we don't want him to be mixing yeah. it up with anybody. No, but no. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I think that he's still a, a good captain and a good leader. I think For he sure. still has a spot yeah. on the team, but, but but by far, I think that bar none, 
um, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are the the leaders of this team, and 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 they are they're definitely leading by example. And I think that they've got Alex DeBrinket coming up right up there. You know, even though he's he is an alternate captain, but he is definitely. Um, following in the footsteps of, of, of these guys. And I think that it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, do you have a most improved player on the team? Ooh, good question. Um, hmm. You know what? I really, I not most improved, but I guess if you, this is a tough one. I really wish we could have seen more Tyler Johnson. That's what I, I, I want. Like, you were going into Taves. Right. I think Taves had a couple good games with Tyler Johnson. Yeah. And I was really excited to see, like, hey, these guys got some chemistry together. I like this. And maybe yeah. next year, if they're penciled in together, it might give Taves' his game back. Yeah. And... But as for your question, most improved, I'm going to have to think about that and let you go first because this is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, as far as mo- most improved player, um, I would want to say Dylan Strom. And the reason I'm, I'm giving it to Stromer is because he was down and out at the end of last season, and he was uh, essentially down and out at the beginning of this season. And he persevered through that. And I think that that takes a lot because – the media was, you know, saying he's going to be traded. I mean, you know, we were saying what we were saying Us about too. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came out, and oh, granted, he was playing with Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinket. That's true. But, you know, you still got to bury those goals, man, and you, you still got to get those assists. And uh, he was able to step up and do that. And, you know, I'm going to tip my hat to him for the perseverance that he showed uh, going through this season. And um, and I, I think that it's, it's pretty incredible that he's able to kind of keep his head straight and, and keep going. Yeah. I, I think that you put up a good case right there. I mean, there's really not many players that were, you know, that down and came back really hot. Uh, I guess if I'm, if there was a, a player where I'm most disappointed in, I think it would be uh, Kubalik. Cause I, you know, I thought he'd score at least 30. Yeah. I was going to get into know. that next. <laughs> yeah. And I just, uh, very disappointed in him and, you know, he does shoot. He misses a lot and, um, he whiffs a lot and it usually goes over the net about five feet. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I guess if I have to go most disappointing, that would be my guy. Yeah. I- I would want to say my most disappointing for me uh, was um, was definitely uh, you know like Nylander at the beginning of the season. Um, they gave him a, you know somewhat of another shot, man, and the guy just was just completely disinterested in um, you know mm-hmm. certain aspects of the game. And the Hawks, they were a team that needed guys playing both ways, and and uh, I would probably say he'd probably be the biggest disappointment. I would probably say the biggest surprise. Um, of the year is probably Sam Lafferty. Uh, he's a guy yeah. that I, I, I mean, I, we got this guy for, for, uh, for Nylander and, you know, he actually pretty much played himself onto the roster. I, you know, he scored a few goals. He's a, a rough and tough guy. He hits people. He'll fight. He's fast. He'll uh, drive the net. To be honest with you, man, if this guy can just work on his game and work on his shot, he could be a he could be a power forward that we really need uh, for this team, considering his speed and his size. Yeah, I like. I honestly, I think that's why Davison felt like 
this haggle trade was okay because he's got a guy that's playing just like him. Uh, Lafferty is absolutely a lightning bolt, man. He yeah. Every shift, he is 100 miles an hour. He'll go right through you. And he, he was putting some pucks in the net. It was good to see. Right. Yeah, I think another surprise I wanted to bring up was Taylor Radish. Um, I was, mm-hmm. you know, because I was really bummed when when Hagel was was traded, and uh, this guy came out, man, and you know he's coming in for probably one of the fan favorites on a team that needed fan favorites. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. he walked into a situation, man, and he I think he ended the I think he ended the season with 11 goals and 11 assists. Uh, he was playing on the fourth line in Tampa but he was putting up some goals for the Blackhawks. I honestly think that this guy maybe on a line with Taves and um and 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 Tyler Johnson, Johnson yeah. that these guys can he could score 20 easily I think with that with that squad. Yeah, they're both it, they're both defensive no? they're both defensively yeah. responsible and um and Johnson can win faceoffs. And he's getting time now, which is right. which is huge. You're, right. you're not going to get that time in Tampa. There's no way, no way in hell. And that's that's so. This is a good opportunity for him to extend his career. I right. Mean, you could sit and rot away on. I mean, you're going to win cups and stuff, but you're not going to play. And then as the years go by, I mean, we've seen it with the Blackhawks. There's been guys that like Ben Smith, you know, guys like that yeah. were on the lower bottom six. They they were good. But then when, once they get traded, they're they're kind of burnt out and they're yeah. older and they're they you never you don't see them again. Yeah. But if this is a good thing for Radish and um, uh, the Kachuk guy, they they actually are going to get some time and some maybe some top six minutes. They they would never get that in Tampa. So I think he yeah I I like that. Even if it didn't work out with Taves and Johnson, I think he'd be fine with Strom and. Uh, Whatever Caner or Debrinket, whatever if we if we still have those guys, but you know they call it the Ariadar line, and I thought that was good most nights. Yeah, I I like Radish's decision making because when he has an opportunity to shoot, he'll shoot, and a, a lot of guys on the team will pass. And you know what? I get it, man. You know, you have Patrick Kane right there. You know, it's like, do, what what do I what business do I have shooting the puck when I've got Kaner over here? Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, I get it. A lot it. of players are like that. I I don't get that because like when I see Kaner, if I'm on the ice with Kaner, yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, this dude's a pass first guy, so I gotta shoot. It's like, There's, what do you the, want me to do, man? Tell the, me. The, you know, that's Debrinket. That's why Debrinket is so successful. He's like, yeah, I'm not a playmaker. Kaner is. I'm yeah. shooting that thing. Yeah. So I I hope more guys get that mentality. Yeah. Because they're gonna they're gonna score a lot of goals. I would probably I want something else I want to bring up. The biggest dis- disappointment I would probably say um, of the year for me was when both Wyatt Kalanick and um, Caleb uh, Caleb Jones got hurt at the beginning of the season because they were supposed to be that first pairing. We started the season with injuries and we didn't mm-hmm. really get to see that 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 squad that defensive core kind of uh, get that opportunity. And I really would have liked to see that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I don't know how you feel about Connor Murphy. I think he is a decent defenseman, but I just think these young guys are better than him. Like Kalanuk, like Ian Mitchell, you know, all these guys that are just waiting at Regula. I, I, I would like to see these guys come in before Connor Murphy. I know yeah. he's like, a lot of new fans like him. I just don't, there's nothing really flashy about him to yeah. me. 
and I would like to see those guys. Even I, I thought Caleb Jones was good this year. I thought so like, too. We got rid of a legend, and we got this guy, and it's like, oh man, we just got him to get his brother, you know. Right. But he was actually really good. He yeah. Would, you know, take some chances and score some goals, and yeah, it was it was it was a good bright spot for the Hawks. That was like a, a good trade. I think the only thing that he had going for him, the only thing that he had going against him, is that Seth Jones is his brother. And, and, you know, sometimes that works out to your advantage. In his case, it works out to his disadvantage because he wants people are going to constantly compare him uh, to him and unrightfully so, because I think I think Caleb Jones in his own right is a pretty good defenseman. He just needs a better system to play in. And he wasn't getting that in Chicago. He didn't have that in Edmonton. And they're um, they're two different players. too. I I would like to see him get a another opportunity with, with the team just to see who who he can be and who he can develop into. That's 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 I'm not saying he's going to be the you know the answer on the the top defensive pairing, but I think that he could be, you know, a good defensive pairing d- defenseman that um that you know that can move the puck and 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 take some shots when needed. I I like him. I hope we bring him back. And if you want to put him with his brother, I think he would complement him well. Or if you want to put him on the bottom six, the bottom uh yeah, the bottom four, uh, six defensemen, five or six. I'm okay with that, too. I think yeah. he was a really bright spot and uh, surprising, actually. I, I mean, I didn't really know too much about him, and he, he was good. Honestly, I'd like to see him skate with his brother, quite honestly. I think it would work out. I think that there's going to be a competition next year for the bottom line between Caleb Jones, um, Alex, uh, Alec Regula, uh, Vlasic, and Ian Mitchell. And I think that um, out of those two guys, I think Mitchell and and maybe Regula might make it out of there. I, Mitchell's been very good this season with Rockford. He right. was very good, and I th- that those are the types of defensemen you need. You need a puck mover. I mean, we got one with. I'd like to see one on every pairing. Quite honestly, that's right. that's what makes a good team. I agree. You know, you got Seth Jones on the top. You got Ian Mitchell, number two, a number two puck mover with maybe, uh, say, if they Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe, Caleb Jones. I think it would be great. Yeah, um, even if you put, I think that uh, Jake McCabe might be a good addition to that that pairing with Ian Mitchell because he can help him with uh, the For defensive sure. sides of the yeah. game, or he could say, "Hey, look, I'm going to stay back, and you just go on ahead and skate it up." Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Do think, your thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that that would be really good. And, you know, McCabe, I, I've actually really liked him, man. I thought that he was going to be a good player. I think that it took him time to get settled into the, t- it took him time to get settled in to the living in Chicago, a new team, you know, the shitty system, you know, I think it took him time. But you know what, man? He was standing guys up all year. He was hitting people and people weren't fucking with people when he was on the ice. That's what you need. That's what you want in a mean stay-at-home defenseman. And yeah. that's what we need three of them. Right. We need three tough ones. So anyways, that's our quick, uh, our little quick, you know, what we liked about, didn't like about the season. We're going to do in-depth analysis from the centers, wingers, defensemen, and goalies uh, coming up. Uh, but we're going to move on to the uh, NHL playoffs part of the, of the podcast. And, you know, this is actually... As time is going on, man, I'm I'm kind of getting more into the playoffs because you know I'm sour. The Hawks aren't aren't in it. You know the the 
the glory days are 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 clearly behind us. But you know what? I I take exception to people that are you know complaining. You know, like oh, you know, we have another bad season next year. You know, you know where it was like fifteen bad seasons in a row for you know yeah. back in the day when they weren't watching. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So. Moving forward, we got some NHL news. McDavid's won the Hart Ross. Matthews won the Rocket. Um, you know, both very well deserving. It's really incredible how Leon Dreisaitl is kind of just an afterthought in in, <laughs> in uh, Edmonton. Wow. The guy is just an absolute beast. He's a superstar, you know, and um, it's it's really incredible. So uh, Jari out of game one for the Pens. Anderson is out for game one for the Canes. So is Anderson going to be out, do you think, for the playoffs? No, they just said game one. And I'll do a live update real quick. Uh, the the Hurricanes just won 5-1 to one against the Bruins with anti-Ranta in net. Hold so on. they are up one nothing. I'm going to go up the uh, down the pairings really quick right now. Soros out. <laughs> Can you believe that, man? Soros hey, is I called it. Yeah, you did. I called it. You I called did. it. You burn out a goalie and now he's hurt for one and two. Now you're going to go down two nothing. Incredible. So, here are the pairings on the Western Conference. We've got Dallas and Calgary. Man, I would not want to be Dallas on that one. We've got <laughs> LA and the Oilers. Uh, I would not want to be the Oilers in that one. The Predators and the Avalanche. And we've got the Wild and the Blues. Well, you know, man, these are some really good matchups. Um, on the Eastern Conference, we've got the Capitals versus Florida. Uh, I'm sure the Capitals weren't looking forward to that. We've got Tampa and Toronto. Uh, Boston and the Canes, and we've got the Pens and the Rangers. Now, I'm going to start off with New York is going to be up in flames if they lose to the Pens. <laughs> well, yeah, in the first round, I, I picked the Rangers in seven. Okay, and this was very tough for me because my gut is telling me do not vote against Cindy Crosby yeah. because he's a playoff beast. Malkin is a playoff guy. Latang, this these are the three main core guys. But Jari going down, honestly, he he was very bad last year in the playoffs. But he did turn his game around this season. He was a good goalie. But who knows, you know, who knows how the Pens are going to play against uh, Shesterkin, who's been lights out, the best goalie in the league this season. Uh, I just. It was very tough for me. I just gave it. I gave the Rangers the edge just because of Shesterkin uh, going against. I think Casey DeSmith now, not Jari. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rangers and six. Ooh, Rangers and six. Now Boston and the Canes. I'm gonna go out there and say Canes and four. Boston gets swept. They've got one line. You're uh, right. Yeah, you're right. And they, you know, they practically limped into the playoffs. I have the Canes in six only because I think Ranta might have a bad game here or there because we don't have a, a status on Anderson yet. But I think if Anderson was healthy starting game one, I probably would say Canes in four. Okay. But I'm going to go Canes in six because I think they're probably going to have a bad game. Ranta's, he's still, you know, he really hasn't been a starter in the playoffs ever. So this is his shot. I, you know, you you got to expect a goalie to have a poor game, but he is a Stanley Cup winner, though. He is. He is behind Darling and Crawford. He is. <laughs> yeah. So this is an interesting one: Toronto and Tampa. 
Would you, um, do you want me to go first on this one? Well, I'm. You know me. I'm a lightning guy. I'm going lightning in six. Okay. I'm going to go lightning. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go lightning in five. And I'm saying five because I think that Toronto is going to shit the bed. This is this is exactly the the storyline that the NHL needs is is Toronto up in flames. And um, I think that I think that this isn't this isn't going to end the way that they want them. Toronto, Tampa is a team that cannot be underestimated. Uh, they are a team that uh, you just. Even even after two seasons of, of winning the Stanley Cup, man, these guys are hungry to win again, and I think that they're they're a team to be reckoned with. Uh, I'm gonna say Tampa in five. Yeah, the Lightning are definitely the the Hawks. You know, they're they're going for their third cup, and they want to be called a dynasty like the Hawks were, and they know how to win. But they did lose tonight, five nothing, Mike. Oh man. Brutal. Five nothing, and Austin Matthews with two goals, picking up where he left off in the season. And hey, man, it's a statement game. They're they're like, hey, we're we're sick of choking, and we're gonna come out flying, and they did. And uh, I still think the Lightning are gonna take this in six. Too much experience and the best goalie in the world. Right. Caps in Florida. I'm I'm gonna say Panthers in five. I think that this uh, that the Capitals can. St- you know, steal one out here. I'd be surprised if they don't sit Ovechkin, you know, the entire series so that he doesn't get hurt so he could start up his goal, his his goal crusade next season, you know, and, and yeah. you know, maybe they might have him on a, they might have him in a wheelchair, you know, in 10 years trying to get that, uh, get, trying to get that, that record, that record goal. So, uh, yeah, oh, I'm going to go Panthers in five. I got nothing good to say about the Capitals. I've never had anything good to say about I, the Capitals. I, I feel bad for the other Capitals. It's like, that's all they have to hear about. Yeah. It's like, come Every on, day. We're, they're not a bad team. They're no. a playoff team. And they always close. What do you think? Is he going to do it? Like, like, yeah, maybe in four years. Like, we're still a good team. Take us serious. But I, I know Ovi's banged up. And uh, the Panthers are just too damn good. I got them in 5-2. Okay. We got Blues and the Wild. I'm going to go with the Wild in 6. And mm. I think that I'm doing. I'm saying this because the Wild have a lot of offensive upside. They're solid defensively, and they've got experienced goaltending. The Blues, on the other hand, are a very tough team to play against. They're good defensively, but they just don't have that offensive push that the Wild does. And that's why I'm gonna. That's why I gave my prediction. Yeah, Kirill the Thrill, whatever yeah. they call him, he 100 points this season. Yeah, it's a, it's a good call, but I I gotta go with experience. And I know they got Mark Andre Fleury, but I'm gonna go with the Blues in seven, just because I think they're just built for a playoff team. I mean, sure. They brought in Brandon Saad this year, yeah. who's a playoff performer. Ryan O'Reilly, very good playoff guy. Tarasenko, remember at the beginning of the season? Oh, he yeah. wanted out, yeah. and he stayed, and he was the, pretty much the team MVP. Got some good rookies, uh, J- uh, Jordan Cairo. Uh, and then they got a new goalie, uh, Huso, Vili Huso, I believe. Yeah, I picked him up on fantasy when Bennington just kept crap in the bed, and this guy <laughs> turned it up, and he took the, he took the net, and I, I think they're going to win in seven. I really do. Okay. Yeah, we're on uh, two sides of the fence on that one. Yeah. So, Predators and Avs. I've got the Avs in six. 
Okay, I got, well, since Soros is out, I got the Avs in three. No, No, I I think uh, the Avs are going to win in five. You know, they might get a bad game. Soros is out. Soros is out. So this, 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 you have to think about your, your picks here. I mean, yeah, it could be, it could be an easy sweep, but I'm going to just go five to be safe. Maybe Kemper will have a bad game and the Preds will just last like a last stand type of thing. Yeah. Like Rambo's last stand or something. Yeah. And just put (laughs) you to sleep and win two to one. Yeah. (laughs) And just get one game. So those, so those hillbillies could throw their catfishes on the ice. All right, we got the Oilers and the Kings. I got Kings in five. Ooh, okay. I don't think I think that they're gonna lock up that Drysital and um, and McDavid line. They're gonna put. They're probably gonna put uh, Dano out Billy, on that line, yeah. and they're gonna and that's gonna give um, that's gonna give a Kopitar an opportunity to just run free. And uh, an LA team that's tough. They they could play defense. They're they're pretty good offensively, and uh, you know they've got some they've got some good players on the team. And and the Oilers are kind of just a a, a one a one line show, uh, essentially like the Bruins, but uh, but but better. Their one line is better than the Bruins, but yeah, I don't see the Oilers making it out of the first round. Yeah, I got the Kings in seven two. I think if you were a smart coach, you would split up McDavid. And Dreisaitl, just to make uh, Philip Deneau's job, you know, tougher. But you got Kopitar, who can do that same thing as right. um, Philip Deneau. Selkie so winner. I think, yeah, I so think they're these, fucked. It, it's amazing that they have two Selkie-like guys in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to make them their lives a living hell. But I think McDavid is going to do everything he can. And I think Dreisaitl is going to do the same. And I think they're going to bring this to seven, but I'm giving the edge to the Kings. Okay. Uh, we've got Dallas and the and and Calgary. Uh, Calgary's a, a monster. You know they're they're red hot. I'm I'm going to go with the Flames in five. I think that Dallas can sneak in a win in there, but uh, I don't think that they have what it takes to 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 beat this this Calgary team in. I just think that they're too stacked from the top from Johnny Grudrow having a, a career season, a Matthew Kachuk being right there with them quietly, uh, a quiet, probably team MVP uh, showing some leadership and kind of, you know, kind of moving away from some of his antics and, uh, and kind of growing up a little bit and, and, and being more of an all around player with a uh, Matthew Kachuk, uh, just an incredible team. I think they have, do they have four guys with uh, 30 goals on that team? Three forty goal scores. First time since Theo Fleury. Joe Newendike? No, no. Robin <laughs> no. Reichel. Robert Robert Reichel. Robert Reichel and Gary Roberts. Oh, I wow. saw that stat today and I laughed. I'm like, oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. And four three forty goal scores. Wow. Well, great season, and you don't expect that from a Daryl Sutter team. And they did it. The exact, we were talking about it, you know, this offseason. We were expecting yeah. the exact opposite. I, I thought Johnny Hockey would get 20 goals and maybe 30 assists. Right. And he, oh my goodness. Well, cool, man. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I can't wait to see how this how this plays out. We're going to br- bring updates on these series on uh, Friday. We'll drop the next um, our next episode. So we're not changing the the uh, podcast drops. They'll be coming in the same on schedule Mondays and, uh, was it 
Tuesdays and Fridays. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. You got anything else, Matt? One thing I got to say. Dustin Brown announced he's going to retire after the playoffs. Wow. He was a beast for him. The Hawks had some battles with this guy. And there's a lot of respect on my end. I know a lot of Hawks fans are, you know, were probably bitter at the time just because of the war. But this guy was a a great captain for for both cup seasons. You know, he could easily won three just like we did. And he was a good American player. I can't believe they took the C off him. Yeah, man. He should still be the captain, but I understand Kopitar is the up and coming dude. But they are close in age, but I think it would be it would have been cool just to let him retire. It, it's cool he was gonna retire as a king. He played his whole career with the Kings. It's very rare. Probably gonna have his number retired. He's a legend there. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because he he's you know, he's a he's a, a great hockey player. He he did it all. He'd fight you. He'd hit. He was just a complete hockey player. Right. So hopefully he can have one last run maybe. I think it would be cool if the Flames ended up playing the Kings and Drew Doughty and Kachuk went at it again and it was just like a war. Dustin Brown came oh, back yeah. like 2012. Yeah. Just old school getting mean. It, it could happen, but. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I just, the guy was a legend and uh, I wish him the best after, you know, he retires. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good take right there. I like that. Well, all right, but everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. We'll see you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>